This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will take your calls about uh, anything that you want if you make them to us. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk about things that are intriguing to us. And one of those things uh, for me has to be the story out of the U.K. And it's not an unfamiliar story to those of us who've been uh, doing this show for the last several years, as we have here since 2002. We've seen a few instances pop up from time to time about these security cameras, these government-run cameras that you're starting to see pop up more often at intersections and in bigger cities like New York and Chicago and D.C., all over the place. Just uh, Chicago has these CCTV cameras popping up everywhere, from, from what I understand. And, of course, Great Britain is the ultimate experiment in these cameras. They have a lot of cameras. I think it's something like a few million cameras, if I'm not mistaken. We'll get you all those details here in a few moments. But what they're finding out, and this according to The Telegraph in the U.K., what they're finding out is what the American police have found out already in many places. And that is that the cameras don't really do crap to stop crime. Not only do they not do anything to stop crime, they don't really do anything to catch the criminals. So if crime actually does occur, the cameras aren't really assisting in the catching of the criminals. So what are they for? What, what is the purpose here? Are, are you somebody who thinks that having cameras watching everyone's every move on public highways and byways and sidewalks and things like that is a good idea? Are you one who is in support of the surveillance state? I'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231 because this story from The Telegraph is uh, laying it all out there, and these things aren't really doing very much. I think to some extent I'm, in, I'm, I'm for the surveillance state. I think that uh, police officers should be required to carry a camera, um, like a body cam, on them for the interactions that they have with people. That's because not a bad idea. There, there are so many interactions where uh, I just, I've got a story right here where it looks like the cops either A... Uh, th- this woman uh, lashed out at the police, as they claim, or B, they beat the crap out of her. I don't know. I mean, they did beat the crap out of her. I don't know. But if there was a camera on these police officers, it's very easy to do. They, they, they're they geared up at like 40 pounds of body armor and belts and things like that. Why not just a little little uh, cam that records the what they say and what they do? I think that's a great idea. I mean, they're working for us, right? right? Considering so many police are just off the handle and crazy and, and rogue, uh, there's still some good cops out there. But they that certainly would be, wouldn't be able to. Uh, you know, the, the claim wouldn't be able to be made at that point that uh, that you know that it's only a bad apple or vice versa. Right. I mean, they, we would have proof. And well, they don't want that. They, uh, well, I don't know. No. Why wouldn't they want that, right? I mean, if in fact most police officers are conducting themselves in a fashion that uh, they would be, uh, you know, people would be proud of to see their law enforcement officers uh, doing on a day-to-day basis, why wouldn't they want that kind of, uh, you know, coverage? Mark I don't for understand. Sheriff. Mark for Sheriff, 2010. Uh, so here's a story from the Telegraph, a little bit of it, and we'll jump right into your calls here because people are already calling in on this one. But just so you know, uh, the story here says that uh, each case helped by the use of the CCTV cameras in the U.K. effectively cost them £20,000 each to detect. £20,000 is basically what they had so to pay. So what's that, 40 grand? Uh, uh, maybe, yeah. About what that. they had to pay 
in order to detect those crimes. Now, what are those cases? What do they include? Uh, for all we know, it's littering. I mean, for all we know, it's just the most minor thing where $20,000 would not be the restitution uh, that would be paid out to the victim. The critics are saying that it's raised serious concerns over how police forces are using CCT cam- uh, CCTV cameras to fight crime. Britain is one of the most monitored countries in the world sure with is. an estimated 4 million cameras nationwide. And it's not a very big place. So 4 million cameras over all of uh, Great Britain. An internal report released by the Metropolitan Police under their Freedom of Information laws disclosed that more than 1 million of their 4 million cameras are in the city of London alone. However, it cast doubt on the use of the cameras as a crime-fighting tool. For every 1,000 cameras in London, less than one crime is solved per year. The report uh, apparently says that the public has a high expectation of CCTV and are frequently told that they are captured on camera 300 times per day. Public confidence was dented when the police often stated there was But when no. you're talking about 4 million cameras, how can anybody be watching these? I mean, I would assume that they're all recording, and I can only imagine what that level, that, that amount of data costs to keep. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean... Can't be cheap. Uh, I, 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 my experience is, when it comes to property crimes, the police really don't spend much time trying to solve them. That they feel that they've got other... Th- you know, the, the administration feels that there's other priorities, like giving tickets out and disturbing the peace and all Catch this other potheads. stuff. Got to, uh, th- those things, and they don't really spend much time, so I can hardly imagine them putting too many officers pouring through these tapes, trying to find, or uh, this this uh, digitally recorded video, trying to find who got their purse snatched where and all that other stuff. It said that increasingly members of the public were complaining that officers hadn't bothered to view the available CCTV images when they're trying to track down criminals. It's disclosed that a significant rise in level of complaints from the public where it's perceived that police have not viewed the CCTV now is approaching 100 uh, per year, 100 complaints per year. So basically, the police brag about how often people are recorded, telling the public, you're recorded 300 times per day. But then when somebody steals something from you, you go down to the police department, you file out the report, and then you find out later on that they didn't even look at the images. They didn't even pull up the images of the cameras to, uh, to find out who was there at the time at which you said that you were robbed. So they're not even utilizing the, uh, the tools that they have. And why should they? It's like you said, Mark, they're not really that interested in finding your stuff. That doesn't bring them any revenue. So where's their motivation? The report found that the officers, uh, untrained officers, were often downloading and viewing CCTV images in their hunt for evidence uh, that the cameras were effective in crime fighting if the images and information from them was used properly. So they must be just using them quite improperly in most cases. Uh, their detective that commissioned the report admitted there were some concerns about how CCTV was being used. And it flashes me back a little bit to uh, back when we used to live down in Florida, Mark. Ybor City had put up a bunch of these cameras probably about five years ago at this point. And what they'd found out was the cameras were misidentifying people. Yeah, when, these, these, these had the, the software in it that were supposed to you know, be able to, to catch criminals and bad people. And people yeah, like match up a face with a database or right. something They like haven't that. got that. Uh, that technology is, is not yet uh, ready for prime time, I can tell you that. So I want to know, are you somebody that supports the surveillance society? Can you explain why, if so? I, I, look, I'm okay with having cameras on private property. I just get a little concerned when unaccountable bureaucrats are the ones that are utilizing the cameras on the public property for the purposes of extracting money from people. 
which is in a, in a lot of ways what some of these cameras are for. Here in America, we've got the red light cameras, we've got the speeding ticket cameras, and those cameras exist simply for revenue generation, not to help keep you safe. Let me go to your phone calls here. You can take in uh, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want, comment on this or anything else. We'll go to Van listening to WVNA in uh, Ala- not Alaska, Alabama. Van, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Van, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I heard you guys talking last night about uh, laptops and about about how they were uh, <clears throat> confiscating them and uh, going through them and and having access to all of your private and personal data. That's correct. The Border Patrol uh, and the ICE guys, the federal government, basically, if you're crossing a border, they can take your laptop, they can take your BlackBerry, they can take your iPhone, any electronic device that you have. They can take it and they can hold it for, in some cases, up to 30 days while they poke around. That is scary. I think I think uh, maybe a suggestion for your uh, listeners is to uh, to pull the hard drive, take the laptop with you. Don't take the hard drive. Leave it in the country where you're doing your work, and have one in every country that yeah. you that you travel to. That's a that's uh, a possibility, but it would just make more sense to have one of those online data accounts where you can back up files to an online server. And then just back up all your business documents or whatever it is you need to be uh, accessing in the other country. And when you arrive there, you can just pull the uh, pull those files down wherever you're at. You don't even really need to even take a laptop with you as long as you'll have access to a to a computer when you get to where you're going. Thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But the hard drive thing would work too. Yeah, it's a possibility. Depends on how much privacy you want. Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. How do you feel about being watched by? the government. Turns out that they're not even really looking that often. Even in Great Britain with four million cameras, they're not even really investigating the camera footage when a crime's been reported. What are they doing with that stuff? This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Though specifically looking for somebody that is just a big fan of government camera monitoring, like they have over in the United Kingdom, and they're, uh, that is starting to pop up around this country. Everything from cameras in the streets like they have in New York City and Chicago to kind of the uh, the street cams with the, the traffic light, uh, red light cams, the, the speeding cams. Does all that make you feel safe, or does it make you feel violated? 1-800-259-9231, or how does it make you feel? For me, uh, I don't like the idea of the government having these cameras. It seems like the most effective ones are the ones that are just used for revenue generation, the uh, the red light cameras, the speeding ticket cameras. They're, they're, they're just cashing in on people uh, with those. They're not keeping anyone safe. And, of course, in the U.K., the big sales pitch on the 4 million CCTV cameras that are all across the country was that, oh, don't worry, this is going to keep you safe. Well... Turns out it hasn't really done anything. In fact, according to The Telegraph, earlier this year in the U.K., and we talked about this on Free Talk Live, separate research commissioned by the Home Office suggested the cameras had done virtually nothing to cut crime. But they were most effective in preventing vehicle crimes in car parks. Well, okay. 
Well, that's good, I guess. But four million cameras hasn't well, done anything to help the crime situation I'd like in the to UK. See, um, I'd like to see that compared to lights in car parks. That was what that uh, report showed. Right. That showed that, that lights uh, are nearly as effective as cameras. And my question is, lights are more. So no, no, no. Lights are more effective than cameras in preventing crime. Like well, not the, car but, park crime, but crime in general of people being robbed, people being you know held up, that sort of thing. Sure, but um, you have to have lights to have the cameras work anyway. That's true. Essentially, so I would I'd be interested. What would happen if you just put up a few more lights? And how uh, you know would that be as effective, more effective? I, I that's what I would prefer to see here because that's really what happened. What's what's useful? Th- this footage, there's just too much of it for it to be useful um, for anything really. Yep, and as the the studies are showing here, the cops aren't even using the footage that they have effectively. Many investigations where they should be looking at the cameras, they're not even bothering. And it goes back to the issue of uh, incentive. What incentive do the police have to investigate these crimes thoroughly? They just don't have it. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. There's a little bit more from this report, but I want to hear from you. Let's go to Russ listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Russ, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Russ, you're on the air. Yeah, um, you know, I just came from Dallas. I was in Plano and Allen. Those are little suburbs to the north. Mm -hmm. And literally every intersection has cameras. And, you know, the only thing that it seems to me it does is it makes people slam their brakes on rather than risk going through a light and getting a ticket sent in the mail. Yep. What you're showing, what you're talking about here is, is, is documented facts. The fact is... Intersections become more dangerous if red light cameras are put in there because what happens is uh, people at you know at first people uh, the the politicians get some revenue because people are running stop you know are running the red lights then they stop because they they start getting used to the the cameras being there so they they'll start um, you know stopping and then they'll the the politicians will begin to shrink the amount of yellow light time so that they can get that revenue back because it's become a line line item for them and an important right. source of revenue they'll shrink the yellow light time so making it more dangerous making it more dangerous so people are slamming their brakes on and getting rear-ended people are getting hurt so the politicians can cash in on these uh, the, the cameras. It's happened just about everywhere. Every major metro, these things have been put in. And by major, I mean top 100 metro that these things have been put in. That's what the politicians end up doing because they end up getting used to that nice, fat little bit of revenue coming in. Okay, but here's the thing. Once they're up, unless somebody started a grassroots effort that just involved everybody, you'll never get them down. That's probably true. That's the truth with every government program. So I don't know the answer, but I thought I'd give you my two cents. Well, I, I appreciate that, Russ. And I think a, a twenty-two rifle might be the answer to those things. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Well, you know, Mark, I, uh, I, I can't say I'd feel bad about vandalism done toward, uh, toward government property. I mean, after all, you did pay for it. So is is it is it wrong to take a twenty two rifle to a, a government camera? If, if that government camera is causing people to have uh, wrecks there at that light, um, yeah. No, yes, I mean, it's, you mean yeah, no? It's, it's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, if you if you have seen a shorter uh, the 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 duration of the yellow light shrink because that camera's up there, I'm sorry. I mean, the fact is these cameras. Uh, the, the the end result with these cameras is they hurt and kill people. Do you remember the story out of Arizona with uh, the Santa Clauses covering up the traffic cameras? Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. They had some guys dress up. Uh, I don't remember what. I don't know if it was the holiday season or just completely randomly. Uh, guys in Santa outfits 
came out with like a stepladder or something like that, and these boxes that were designed to look like presents because it was, you know, Santa's. So they made a video of this, and I'm sure you can pull it up over at YouTube, but they basically got up on their stepladder, and they put these pretty uh, gift-style boxes over top of the uh, the cameras. I think they're speeding cameras there in, uh, in Arizona that they were doing this to. And, of course, yeah. the government made a big hubbub about how terrible this is. This is a crime. And uh, there were a lot of people that supported the Santas, and I uh, certainly am one of them. I feel like that's a that's a really creative way to show how, uh, how you don't appreciate the, these things. And in the U.K., the speeding cameras have been vandalized in various different ways. I obviously, if you vandalize the government's uh, the government property in that way, they're probably going to spend the money to replace it. So you could make the claim that by vandalizing those cameras, you're just costing taxpayers even more. I suppose you could make that claim. However, the fact that the government steals money isn't the fault of the person on on whom they are spending the money. That's you know true. Saying? And the local governments will run out of money eventually. I mean, they they can't print money like the federal government can. So if you if you knocked out enough of their cameras, then they wouldn't be able to replace them all in a I, short I amount of time. I say move away from these places. Is really, I mean, if that's what your local municipal government thinks about you, that you are a, a essentially a revenue source. Y- yeah, that, that that's you, what they always <laughs> have thought about you. Well. Perhaps some local governments think think that less than others. I mean, there are places where they're not doing this, places that they are. And I say yeah, but, leave these places. But moving out doesn't work forever, Mark, because then the tyranny will just come to where you are. Stop. <laughs> Don't put up with it this time. It's a heck of a lot easier to, to, as the gentleman said, once they're up, they're difficult to get down. Oh, Mark, we found an apologist, I believe. Al in Florida listening to WFTL. You're on Free Talk Live. Apologist for the cameras. Go ahead. Okay, most of the time I agree with you guys, but I think you're on the wrong the wrong track here. Okay. The camera, the cameras. First of all, I don't know if you watch True TV or a video, you know, a, a deadly videos and things like that. But a lot of the footage where you see hit and runs and people just doing what they're not supposed to do, it's generated from those street cams. Number two, when you see a yellow light, it doesn't mean speed up and try to get through the intersection. A yellow light, no matter how fast or how slow they set it up to be, means be prepared to stop. So people trying to, uh, or people who think that they need to, oh, I see the, the light is getting ready to turn red. I need to speed up. You need to go back to driving school. Yellow light means be prepared to stop. So anybody... Well, that's a pretty uh, cavalier attitude. Wait, before you go on, that's a pretty cavalier attitude with um, the, 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 the uh, fatalities and the casualties that are piling up because of well, these it's cameras. Ignorant driver. It's a, it's so they should die? Driver. Wait a second. I mean, you're talking about little lights, man. Um, I mean, they, they, they should have a longer duration so people can get through. Well, let's bring Al back here in a moment. Al, hang on. 800-259-9231. He says camera's good idea. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and this is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $19.70. That's right, $19.70. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. 
The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of SACL CAI, they have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner right at the top of freetalklive.com. That is SACL C-A-I. And while you're at freetalklive.com, enjoy all those features there for free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you. We give you stuff like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you absolutely free at freetalklive.com. Well, we'd uh, asked Al to hang on. Maybe he had somewhere to go because he dropped off the line. Mm. Uh, but Al had called in because we were discussing the issue of these government cameras. And they are popping up everywhere. Now, if you live out in the middle of, uh, you know, the woods, you probably aren't seeing this happen. But you're, if you're in a, you know, major metro, you definitely probably have noticed them by now at intersections, capturing people running red lights, capturing people speeding. Also, of course, in the U.K. and some of the bigger cities in America, we're seeing them just pop up all over the place. UK, uh, the U.K. has over 4 million CCTV cameras that are all wired into the various different police departments across the country. And their own government studies are, are, are admitting that uh, these cameras aren't really doing anything to prevent crime. They're not doing anything to prevent crime, and they're not really doing anything to catch crime. The, the statistics show that it costs over 20,000 pounds, and someone did the math for me, that's uh, over 32,000 U.S. dollars. It's costing that amount of money to catch a criminal that has been caught on one of these cameras. So they've spent all of this money, and they've gotten very little return on investment. As the story Which from is sort of what the government does, sure. And as the story from the uh, the Telegraph says, the House of Lords committee said that 500 million pounds was spent on new cameras in the 10 years between uh, 10 years from 1996 to 2006, which was money that could have been spent on street lighting and neighborhood crime prevention initiatives. Now, obviously, I think that people's money should be not taken from them in the first place. But I would say that as far as if you have to choose between government cameras and street lighting and crime prevention uh, initiatives seems like the uh, it seems like a no-brainer to me because didn't, didn't Orwell warn us about this i mean it, it seems it really does seem like the no-brainer these are cameras recording citizens uh, going about their daily chores and sure i would love to have a crime uh my my, my crime caught on film but as it's being shown here in the uh, the united kingdom in fact when the crime is caught on film where you're the victim by and large the cops aren't going through the film because it's just too much work sometimes they don't yeah there are hours and hours and hours of footage and and four million cameras if you've dealt with the police on a property crime and i'm not saying that i don't you know i haven't uh, dealt with them on um, much besides property crimes but if you've dealt with them on a property crime you know that well by and large they really they've got other things to do so Al had called in to say he supports the idea of the cameras. He brought up the uh, the point that in some cases the cameras on the roadways have, for instance, caught people doing naughty things. You know, or maybe able to identify a vehicle of somebody who did something dangerous on the road. And you know, if that's all they were being used for, well then, 
I don't know if I'd have a big problem with it. I mean, if, if for instance, like I said, I support ca- cameras on private property. It's just that when they're in the hands of the government, they become, they become a problem. Like when I'm at Walmart, I see the cameras in the parking lot. They've got them up on the, you know, the, the, uh, the building, the front of the building. Mm-hmm. There are usually several of them pointing down at the parking lot. And that's to help keep their customers uh, safe from some sort of criminal activity that might be going on, somebody getting robbed at their car. Uh, and, of course, it's also to help Walmart identify people that are stealing from their store and and uh, you know, getting in their cars and, and running away. And so their cameras help keep people safe. They're not using their cameras to extract money from their customers. But that's what the government uses its cameras for. So if what Al's saying is true, is true, and I have no reason to disbelieve him that there have been some naughty uh, drivers caught with some of these cameras, okay, but that doesn't. But most of these cameras are being used at intersections, and they're being used to ticket people for running red lights. And, and right. Well, he was saying that uh, it, you know, good that people that they're shortening to the duration of yellow lights in order to get people tickets. Because if you see a yellow light, you should try to be prepared to stop, not try to go through the light. And and certainly that's true. But the fact is, I it, don't know if that's true. What's that? I, well, I well, think the yellow light, you it depends be... on where you are according to well, the light. If you right. are within, you need to decide for yourself. You need to be right. given enough time. There should be, if they are going to have these things, there should be some kind of national law that tells the local uh, municipalities how long a yellow light should be, rather than them just screwing with it. But you know that the federal government isn't going to get involved because they, you know, this is a great way for local governments to make revenue. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, it's not just people that drive poorly or have made a mistake that are getting in accidents, getting hurt. It's the people that are around them in other vehicles. Innocent people are getting hurt because that's what happens when you have car wrecks. They run into other cars. So these lights are hurting innocent people. All right, let's continue. Excuse me. Continue with your phone calls here. I think we have Ray also listening to WFLA in Florida. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Ray, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, we're talking about the government... uh wasting money. Uh, now, this is a situation that uh, is, uh, I, uh, I, I, I've been paying alimony for the last 20 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know this doesn't seem related, but we'll get there, okay? <laughs> okay? I have, uh, in, in 2007, the IRS sends me this thing saying that you, you owe this money because you didn't pay it. So I give them all the proof that I have as far as how much I got to pay. I give mm-hmm. them letters from the court, give them papers from domestic relations, showing them at the actual figures, sure. and they still keep sending me these letters saying that I still owe this money because this is no good. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the IRS doesn't make mistakes. I, I, I didn't know if you were aware. And uh, here I uh, uh, They've been doing this since uh, for a year now, mm-hmm. at least every other month. But the thing is, whoever you talk to, uh, first I'll get a guy in Austin, Texas. Next I'll get a guy in uh, uh, Washington. Next time I'll get a guy in Atlanta. And, uh, and then you <laughs> never talk to the same person. And uh, yep. there's never... Uh, you, you, I, I, I'm just at a loss of uh, who I go because I, I really don't... Uh, they're really telling me that I don't owe that much just for the year 2007, which I did pay, and I don't see why I should have to pay it. And uh, if I would go get a lawyer, like everybody said, we'll go get a lawyer. Well, the What's lawyer that would cost? cost me more money. <laughs> right. 
than what I owe. And, so are they eventually uh, going to dock? Catch twenty two situation. It sure and, is. Uh, I don't know where to turn to. Are, uh, are they eventually going to dock the money from your paycheck or something like that if you don't pay? Well, yeah, yeah. They will. Well, I'm seventy two years old, so they'll just take it off my pension, I guess. Mm. What but, can you do? This goes back to something we were talking about earlier on our weekday show this week, and that is when you're trying to get in touch with a government bureaucracy because you have an issue that you want to discuss, it's next to impossible. These people don't want to talk to you. And, and, and again, it goes back to the uh, the initiative. Uh, it goes back to the fact that these people don't have the incentive to uh, to do anything in regards to customer service. Of course, the IRS always loves to talk about how we're all about service at the IRS. Well, you know, I'd just like to not have your services anymore. Thank you very much. Not interested in that. Well, all they had to do, all they could do is, you know, call domestic relations up, you know, and, and ask them, you know, or go on the Internet and see my account. But uh, they don't want to even hear anything like that. And uh, the thing is about wasting money, uh, I've got more paperwork here that they've generated that uh, probably uh, is worth more than $3,000, <laughs> you know. Oh, gosh. And I don't I know what else to tell you, I man. Did, but I talked to somebody in Jacksonville uh, uh Last week, and they says, "Well, okay, uh, so we, we somehow your paperwork got lost." Well, this is the third time I was sold by a different person in a different mm-hmm. city, and I. So wait a minute, them. the the paperwork that you had sent to them, they said, "Oh, we never got it." Right, exactly. They love that move. If you don't send something by some sort of trackable, certified uh, mail, they can just dump it in the circular file. If you don't and use a thumbtack and stick it to their chest, they don't well, know I they got it. I did send a certified mail to them. You wow. Know, th- this was last year. I sent a certified. That I did this uh, last uh, week. I did it again. I uh, faxed it. Just faxed this. This time it was in Jacksonville. How it made it there, and that's where it's going to stay, they tell me. I t- so here, I, today I get a letter from Atlanta. <laughs> I would tell them to go to hell, that they're not going to get another dime out of you as long as you live. Thanks for the call. Good luck. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. He paid the alimony, tried to prove that he paid it, and they said, nah, it's not good enough. We don't care. Nah, you still pay, owe us. Pay it anyway. Yeah, that's right. We Pony up, sucker. All right, more on the way. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. Just call in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live, we've got a percentage of your purchase, and it's the same great Amazon prices. It's just that Amazon's sending us a percentage of their profits because we sent them the business. So go and get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. I've switched the vitamin that I've been uh, that I've t- taken for uh, years, and you know now instead of every morning getting up and choking down some giant horse pill with uh, with some orange juice, instead I'm now taking a chewable vitamin called Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. Not only is it a vitamin, but it's an antioxidant at the same time, so I don't have to feel bad about not you know, paying a huge amount of money for one of those acai berry little shot drinks that my wife used to make me drink. And uh, you can try this one out by calling. Uh, we can get one week for free and call 800-219-8874, and they'll give you a free week. All you have to do is uh, pay for shipping and handling. It's Choose for Health Superfruit Complex, 800-219-8874 for a free week. All right, let's continue here taking your phone calls. Started the show out by talking about the traffic cameras, crime cameras. Uh, they're, fi- they're finding out that the traffic cameras are putting people in danger. 
Uh, for instance, with the yellow lights, when they're shortening yellow lights, people are now jamming on the brakes to avoid getting a, a ticket that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. But without the traffic cameras, they would have been able to just pass through safely, even if it was a, a fraction of a second too late, and everything would be fine. But now to avoid the tickets, they're slamming on brakes. People are getting in car wrecks. People are getting hurt. They're dying uh, because of these cameras. Over in the U.K., they're finding out that the security cameras they have up all over the place, over four million of them, have done virtually nothing to stop crime. And so I just, you know, wondering how you feel about all this, this being watched by the government. 800-259-9231. We go to Pam listening to WFLA in Florida. Pam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Pam, what's Um, on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to what you said about the cameras, and I agree. It it really is just a way for the local governments to make money, and it does put people at risk. But what confused me was I heard you, the host, say, um, that you wanted to limit government and uh, they stopped spending your money. And then I heard someone else speak right behind you and say there should be a national law for yellow lights. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Every time somebody says there should be, they should think about who's spending your money when you say should be. Is that what you said, Mark, is that there should be a, a law for yellow lights? I said if lights? you're going to have these, na- these, these lights, that there needs to be some kind of uh, national law that limits the local governments from having them. I don't think we need red light cameras anyway because I think that they're dangerous. That's my opinion. And uh-huh. if you have a national law, um, wh- how does it cost money? I mean, this is one of these sort of unfunded mandates. It, that, that, oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a bureaucracy with anything that's national. Yeah, that much is true. Yeah, that that just increases our taxes. Every time we say there should be, and we're talking about something from the government, it's going to cost us money. So we need to be careful about saying should be. I agree that um, that they you could pass a law. The, the federal government could pass a law that says all yellow lights must be a five second duration, and they wouldn't need a, a a bureaucracy. However, I agree that if they were to pass that law, and th- th- they'll never pass the law. I think they will, and in fact, they'll they'll have a staff of ten thousand bureaucrats that are getting a hundred thousand a year. Uh, with they pensions need to, to enforce it. Yeah, whether they need it or not, they'll have a bureaucracy. You're right about that. Thank you for putting him in his place, Pam. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the You're call saying. tonight. 800-259-9231. Really, it was more of, I think, probably a miscommunication on your part. There. Yeah, I just, I, you know, if... If we are going to have them, there should be some kind of stipulation. However, who's going to make the stipulation on local governments? State governments? Well, then you're going to have it all over the board. One state's going to allow gay people to marry, the other one's not. And then you've got uh, you know, a big mess. But isn't so, that generally uh, what federalism was all about? That the states could set different rules and people would move about according to where it had the best that's rules? That's the idea, but it costs a lot of money to move. I mean, you know, you've got bro- real estate broker fees and, and all that other stuff. You know, Every time you sell something, Essentially, you're going to lose some money. So moving costs thousands and thousands of dollars, not to mention Plus, where what people's if the jobs federal, are. And, what if the federal government sets the law at a dangerous level, and now you've got dangerous uh, intersections all over the, all over the country? I mean, at it least it would be much an, worse. a uniform sort of – no, it wouldn't make them much worse. I mean, you would have – it would be a minimum thing. Everything the federal government – anytime they pass a law, they're never going to pass the one you want them to. However, if they were to pass a law that says that the, the, the duration of yellow lights must be a minimum of – Five seconds, then... That's a long yellow light. Five seconds? I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure yellow lights don't last that long. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, if we were to go silent for five seconds, it would be an awfully long time. Five seconds of silence. We won't even do it because our stations would get upset. Anyway, we continue here with your calls. Index pauses are like that long. Let's go to Jerry in Florida, also listening to WFLA. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, how you doing? Um, I just wanted to comment. The city of Lakeland, Florida... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, right outside Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they've had the cameras now for only about five months. They put them in, and they did a study. And if you can look on all the local news channels, where in three months' time they generated over five hundred thousand dollars yeah. in fines. Sure. See, right now they're in the gravy period there in in Lakeland. Um, they're uh, you know they're they're raking in all this money, but that money's going to start to diminish because the uh, the the the, the fellas in their uh, four wheel drive pickup trucks are going to be like, I'm going, I'm not going to get cut to pay that ticket no more, <laughs> and they're going to start slamming on their brakes, and uh, it's, so then the t- the city's going to be like, well, what do we do? We we've gotten used to the five hundred thousand dollars in three months. The city of Lakeland can use that money. There's yeah. there's there's Sweet. bureaucrats pensions to pay, you know, and oh yeah. So then they're going to have to shorten their duration. This is what's happened in just about every single metro that these things have been in, and uh, you, know, you know they're going to they're they're going to shorten the duration of the yellow light, and then people are going to end up running that. So then they can I'd, catch them. Then there's going to be accidents. And- I'd like to point something out about all this. That five hundred thousand dollars that comes from people who would otherwise have used that money to do various different things. That's sure. that's money that the city's probably celebrating because they had pour into their coffers. But I think it's tragic. I think every fi- every one of those $500,000 is a tragedy because that could be money that is going out to the grocery store to put food in kids' mouths. That could be money that could have bought uh, you know, the brake job that somebody would need to repair their car. Uh, that could be money that, who, that you could use for whatever purposes you were going to in your it's life. It's back to school time. It's nice to... You know, have some good stuff to send your kid back to school with. The economy's kind of having a tough time. Some people are out of work. Some people are having a uh, more difficult time making ends meet. The last thing they need is another damn ticket to pay from the local government. Exactly. And the thing is, is most of those tickets are only people who crossed the white line or made a right turn on red and didn't come to a complete stop. Things that a police officer would never have given you a ticket for really? in the first place. So they're, they and actually admitted that in their in their own study? Oh, yeah. It's all, I mean, it's all <laughs> over your, the local news here in Tampa. And it's it's silly violations, not even the fact that they're running red lights. Ah, that is interesting. they're going past the white line, and they're making right turns without making complete stops. Right. Right. I mean, I did that. I do that all the time. You, you, oh, yeah. if you, you can decide. Right. You decide for yourself because you're a big grown up person and you can make your own decisions as to how to keep yourself safe. If there's no cars coming, you can just take the right turn. Uh, so I think it's very interesting. Do you know what the percentage was as far as you said it was most of them that was just that silly stuff? Uh, well, they just, all they said was it was just the majority. The majority. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't break down like in the percentages. So most of the, I mean, most of the people that were ticketed by the red light cameras were not just blowing straight through the intersection. That's what you're telling me. Exactly, and they showed a lot of the footages of the cameras. <laughs> you know, they showed the pictures where it was just a vehicle past the white line. Amazing. And they're like, you know, a cop would not write me a ticket for that. I'd also like to point out that when you apply your brakes, you're taking momentum away from the car, and you know it requires calories in the form of fossil fuels in order to get that car back up to speed. So you know we're worried about well using all the oil up, and everybody's worried about uh, energy efficiency and all that stuff. It's really gosh darned inefficient to bring your vehicle to yep. a full and complete ba- complete rock back sure. stop and then turn right when it's completely clear. It's just mindless okay. obedience training. That's all. That's it exactly is. what it is. Mindless yeah. obedience training. Jerry, any other thoughts? But see, that helps the, see, that helps the city because then it gives them more fuel tax 
because now you have to use more fuel. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> point. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the information. Very illuminating because we never really heard before. I mean, we know that the, the red light cameras are dangerous. We've heard the statistics about that. But I've never heard a breakdown of the, the types of tickets that they were giving yeah, I hadn't, out. hadn't even considered it. Right. When you, when you hear about people getting a red light camera ticket, you always think that means somebody's blowing through the intersection, uh, you know, two seconds after the, the light's gone red. But mm. he's saying most of them were people just turning right on red. And rolled past the line a little bit. Yeah, you know, it happens too. For some reason, you don't you don't stop right in front of the line. You'll stop past it a little bit. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Amazing is it really that big of a deal? Well, it's revenue, man. They'll they'll take whatever they can get, and most people will pay it. Which of course, of course really they brings will. Us, well, that they brings will us suspend your license if you don't pay it. Well, that and that's the problem, right? I mean, that's that brings us to the issue of what do you do about this? I mean, we talked about breaking down the cameras earlier, vandalizing them, that sort of thing. Uh, of course, another route is to just not obey uh, and pay the tickets and the fines. But like you say, then they pull your, you, you know, they take your license away, and then you get pulled over for driving on a suspended license, and then they take your car from you. So how do you change this? Hour number two is coming up. We'd love to have your suggestions at 800-259-9231. Of course, we might suggest the Free State Project. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, some disturbing news about the 2010 census and your children, if they're in government schools, that is. 800-259-9231 is our number. Uh, You can bring up anything. We're going to go right back into your phone calls and start things out with Charlie in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Charlie. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? I think uh, cameras and audio surveillance uh, could be effective for preventing crime. Um, I think what we have now is a improper placement of those devices. I think they should be in the offices and vehicles of the... Uh, you know, public sector employees. <laughs> be in the government bureaucrats' yeah. offices. Yeah, they'd yeah, love that. Be, and we should have Internet access to a live feed at any point. We want to watch them and see what they're doing. Uh, I think we could prevent a lot of crime if that was uh, done that way. You know, it's, it's obviously um, never going to happen, but it's a really great idea. Aren't we yeah. paying, as, uh, you know, as taxpayers, aren't we paying these people's employ- uh, these paychecks? Aren't they our employees? Shouldn't there be cameras in all of our all of their offices so that we, their boss, can watch what our employees are doing? Let's take it to the next step, though. Let's take it to the next level and uh, demand that uh, cameras actually be placed in their homes. Because you know that's where it's coming to, right? 
You do realize that. I mean, over in the UK. Yeah, I wouldn't want it in their homes. Well, over in the. You know, that's. Horrible. You wouldn't want it there? Well, I don't know. I, I, I feel if they if they want to put it in uh, in our homes, as they inevitably will eventually, then I think they should lead the way. I think that they should be the first ones to uh, to do it. And, and let's make sure they're in every single room of their home so we can watch them you know, while they're in their bedroom and their bathrooms and stuff like that. Because that's where it's coming to. I mean, think about this. The, uh, the UK has pointed out, their own studies have revealed that the four million cameras they have watching their population there has done virtually nothing to prevent crime. Well, why do you think that is? Well, the, the criminals obviously know the cameras are present, so they'll take whatever kind of measures are necessary to avoid being seen by them. So that means that if they can't get away from the cameras and they need to commit a crime, they'll maybe put a black mask on or somehow obscure their appearance for the camera. Because camera's not going to catch you if it can't identify who you are. Or, number two, they could go inside a house and do their, you know, do their crime act there. If they're going to do a drug deal, instead of doing it out in the front yard, they'll go inside uh, and do it there. If they're going to hurt somebody, they'll do a break and enter, or they'll do a home invasion, and they'll hurt someone inside their home. So, of course, the next uh, logical, in their insane logic, uh, step would be to, well, we need uh, cameras inside people's homes. I mean, number one, it'll make sure that uh, kids aren't being beaten by their parents. Remember, we actually read you a story uh, at some point in this last last few months about the U.K. government installing cameras in the homes of the, uh, the you know certain troubled families. So they're already beginning to put cameras in people's homes. Down in Houston, Texas, they were talking about putting homes in certain criminals' uh, homes. Cameras, cameras in criminals' homes, yep. Yep, so, so you know, it's not that far off here from some government agency deciding, you know, to keep people the ultimate in safety, we need to have cameras in every single home. I, I think it's really disturbing. I'm just telling you, just wait. It'll be a matter of time before some government bureaucrat proposes that. And, of course, they'll propose it for the sex offenders first. That way nobody has a problem with it. Yep, first they came for the sex offenders. Sex offenders and, you know, criminals, uh, that long-time kind of violent criminals, uh, they'll be kind of under the thumb of the, the video cameras, and eventually it'll just expand out from there. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Charlie? Well, you know, as all those things grow and, and become more invasive, there's always the uh, countering of those uh, implementations, you know. The, the, it always escalates. So... Cameras go in homes, there's going to be uh, people looping images, there's going to be destruction of the cameras, you know, it'll just be, I don't see how they could ever implement something like that. Of course, there's things that are implemented now that people many years ago could never see. They can implement it, you don't know how efficient it's going to be. And we can see over here in Great Britain is exactly what's going to happen. They can implement it by putting a bunch of cameras up that you had to pay for, and... They're not going to use them to fight crime the way they said they were, and, you know, the, it, the statistics show it. Well, and it seems like uh, one of the great real behind-the-scenes reasons for these cameras has to be that whoever it is the manufacturer is is really raking in oh, the dough. absolutely. Whoever the contractor is that is uh, providing the cameras and providing the installation services is cashing in Big time. And maybe that's what it's really all about. Maybe that's what it's really about. Because the, stu- the studies all show they don't do anything to stop crime. They're just, it's about revenue collection when it comes to traffic. And as far as the criminal cameras are concerned, they're not doing anything. So it must be about lining their buddies' pockets. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Because isn't that what politics is really all about? It's about punishing your enemies and helping your friends. 
because you've got access to power. If you are the the person who's been elected, you get to wield that power to help your buddies and punish your uh, your friend or your enemies. 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue with your calls and go to David in Florida listening to WFLA. Hello, David. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, David? Um, I just wanted to comment. Uh, I know you had a guy call in from Lakeland saying about the uh, how everybody's just getting pulled over for going past the white line. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the stories that came up was on Fox 13 News, I believe it was. Uh, there was a lady. She had been doing this for the past 10 days because she takes the same route to work every day. But by the time she got the first ticket in the mail, she'd already accumulated $1,500 in fines. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Goodness. So she was just and she was just rolling past or taking a right turn, or what was she doing that was doing that? She was just taking uh, – she was slowing down. She wouldn't come to a complete stop, but she practically stopped. I mean, she was just oh. rolling through on the California <laughs> roll, making a right turn on red. You've and got an extra $1,000 sitting around. You don't mind sending into the city, right? It's no problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> How many people can afford this stuff? It, it's ridiculous what they're doing. And, I mean, I can understand if you got somebody running straight through a red light, that can kill somebody and cost somebody their life. But what this lady was doing was nothing like that. And they took a lot from her. Thank you for the story tonight, you know, David. And, they, and they, they have no desire whatsoever to do any kind of negotiations here. Why should they? What what's their motivation to negotiate? The law's the law, son. Well, besides that, you're going to you're going to pay it, or your license is going to go away. I mean, that's yes, really all there is you. to it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, man. Uh, let's talk to Craig, listening to KMED in Oregon. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, they do negotiate. Let me tell you about the little negotiations they did in our little town. Tell me about it. I I had my wife with me, so obviously I couldn't drive too bad. And I pulled up to a stoplight that had the camera, stopped, looked, turned right, and went about my business. About seven days later, I got the the ticket in the mail. Hmm. Well, we're kind of lucky here. We can go on. I don't know if everybody can do this or not, but we can go online to a website and watch a 12-second video of of your, your picture. And sure enough, I pulled up, stopped, and went. I'm like, well, so I watched it about 100 times. Well, they gave me a choice. You can go to court on it, or you could pay $195 and go to traffic school. Jeez. And so when you go to traffic school, you got to pay another $50 uh, because they buy uh, infant car seats for, uh, for low-income people. So I hadn't had a ticket in 18 years. I, wanted, I didn't want it really to go on my record, so I went to the traffic school. However, they said if you go to court on it, you can't go to traffic school. So I went to traffic school, paid the fine, went to traffic school, gave them their $50, and they started showing a bunch of intersections in our in our town. And he'd say, did anybody, they'd show aerial views, and he'd say, did anybody see what would happen here, or here, or here? And they got to my intersection, about four of us raised our hands, and and he said, well, is anybody in this lane here where this 18-wheeler is? And I raised my hand. He goes, boy, it sucks to be you. I said, why is that? He goes, that picture was out of, out of whack for, uh, that camera was out of whack for over 90 days. They just finally got it fixed last week. What does that mean? And, uh, it was it, the marker where it takes your picture was off. So it didn't <sighs> care if you stopped or not. So It, it was going to take your picture 10 feet, 12 feet behind the line. 
So so basically, you're saying they they screwed up, but you found this out too late, so you couldn't do anything about it, or what? How that resolve itself? If it did, I said, well, can I go to you know, can I go to the court now and and tell them? He said, Heck please no. go tell them, but I doubt they're going to reverse it. You've already <laughs> pled guilty. Oh no. Oh. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is, is that's the way they do it. And, and just like the, uh, uh, like the other gentleman said earlier, most of these tickets are people that pull up yep. and, and turn right on a red light. Yep, it's all about ringing the cash register. Thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, yeah, Mark, you know what? I think he's right. You may be able to get them to negotiate. I'll suggest how that might be able to work in moments. Free talk lot. Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, including archives. So if you are someone who only gets this show on Saturday nights on your local radio station, you can just go and download the, the weeknight program. In fact, you can go and get them for an entire year on our front page of our website, at freetalklive.com. Uh, Free Talk Live has uh, joined up with Midas Resources to offer our listeners uh, some really great deals on gold and silver right now. is a great time to get gold and silver for your portfolio because, well, they printed a whole bunch of dollar bills. That means that the dollar bills are, that you're going to have, that you have, and you're going to be receiving in the future are going to be worth less and less over time because there's more of them in the marketplace. The best thing to do is invest in gold and silver right now. Uh, you can get British sovereign gold coins. That's a qu- nearly a quarter ounce of gold. Uh, it has a great numismatic value to it. It's $266 for a quarter ounce. And uh, also you can get uh, walking liberty halves for just uh, just under 9 bucks for a uh, uh, somewhere near a half ounce of silver. And all you have to do is go to silver.freetalklive.com and you know do your ordering there. Or you can call... Midas Resources at 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938. Silver.freetalklive.com. Let's continue here taking your calls about what you want. I believe we have a law enforcement officer on the line. Jim is in Florida listening to WFLA. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing, sir? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Oh, red light cameras. Yes, sir. Brother, there's so much that goes into... Dealing with whether or not you're going to write somebody a ticket. Yeah. Ten inches on the white line isn't a ticket. You Shouldn't know what be. I mean? But you're right. saying it is for a red light camera. For you as a uh, human being police officer, it's not. For the red light camera, it's a violation. Correct. You know, now, I- I'm in a position where, yes, I work for the government, but I also believe the government is too big. But I also have... a, a a fight within myself for that because I do think there needs to be limited form of government. If not, we'd have people going out here doing all sorts of crazy junk. I'm with you. I know that's a little bit, you know, against what you guys believe and everything. Well, but uh, yeah, but that, that's my partner over there. I'm for cops, <laughs> courts, and causeways, as I say it. I believe that the government should be taking care of ro- roads and cops. And I have nothing against the idea of uh, protection services. I just think they should be provided on a uh, consensual basis, on a voluntary basis. Uh, well, yeah, I understand, but I mean, at the same time. That's that's great. That's a great idea, you know, as far as freedom goes. But yeah. at the same time, man, there's just too much silly junk going on out there that 
if it got to a point like that, I think it might change your mind when you see all the crazy stuff people do. Not, well, and, no, you know, I, you know, I, I, I mean, they still do it. I, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, it's certainly a persuasive point that you make. But I think that protection services would be better if they were open to competition. Right now, you guys have a monopoly on protection for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's just some private security firms that will guard gated neighborhoods and that sort of thing. But as far as getting you know, real crimes investigated and, and solved, uh, unless you can hire a, a private investigator who... You know, they tend to do a better job than the police. Uh, but the police are pretty much the go-to guys, and if they don't do a good job, then there's no real way to, you know, you don't get your money back. There's no guarantees. In fact, there's not even guaranteed the police will uh, come when, they call, when you call them. And I know that there are cops that are like you that are the good guys that really will do everything they can to solve a crime, and they, they will do their diligent best at investigating. But on the other hand, you probably know this. There are some cops out, out there that are lazy, and they're, you know, they're shiftless, and they're, they're not really really interested in uh, in showing up or, or doing a, a complete job at, at what they do. And, and for those guys, there's just really nothing that you can do about it, especially as they rise through the ranks and become administrators, as some of the uh, you know police officers that I've uh, been aware of have done. I mean, there's certain sheriffs down in, the, in your area that uh, you know might even be drug dealers, I mean, for all we know. Yeah, well, that was a big tangent, brother, but I understand what you're talking <laughs> about. I think, I think you're... I think you're a little bit left on that, but that's cool. And I, you know, I know you don't affiliate yourself with anything, and I, I don't want you to piss and match about that. Uh, back to the red light cameras, yes, sir. If, if at all possible. The um, the deal is with those. You know, like I said, it's, there's there's human there's humans involved, and it should be involved in that because there's circumstances that just that have changed. You can't just blindly nail people for things that that uh, might not really be a dangerous violation or or there's a reason for what happened, you know, whatever whatever the case may be, there's got to be a little bit of discretion involved in there. Yeah, I agree. And, and the, other, the other thing is, let me say this, the fines are ridiculous. Yeah. Okay? This is the way that I think it should be. You write somebody a ticket, it costs about $20, and it gets documented with their license. Okay? Documented now, with their license? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, you... Whenever you run somebody's license, okay, they've gotten a ticket for this before, and then you can start to track people who have, you know, they don't they don't care about about safety, and you know they're going to hurt somebody, and they keep doing these things and I doing see. these things and doing these things. Okay, now that way you're not going and slapping two hundred dollars on somebody for for a, a little mistake. Okay, all right, well we caught you we caught you doing this. Yeah. It's dangerous. Here's your ticket, buddy. It's not something you can't handle. You know. And then you get your one ticket. It doesn't kill your insurance, you know. And then, and you go on your way, and you don't run a red light again for another ten years. Well, guess what? If you run one red light every ten years, you're doing pretty darn good. Certainly, a far more. On the other hand, you, you are get right. People that will run a red light every stinking day of the uh, of the week, and that's dangerous for everybody else. Yeah, depends. No no, wait, 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 well, let's be fair. Are, hey, Jim, like Jim, let's let's be fair, though. I mean, it, it just ahead. depends on whether or not it's dangerous. For instance, uh, here in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, uh, it can be 12 in the morning, and there's nobody around at the red lights. I will regularly just, you know, okay, look around. Nobody's there. Just go right on through the, the red light. So I think it just all depends on the situation, the time of day, and, right. you know, what kind right. of traffic is around. But uh, the red light cameras don't care about any of uh, any of those factors. Yeah, I like what you're saying, and I think it's a fairly reasonable proposal. What would happen as a law enforcement officer if you came out publicly against red light cameras? Jim? Um, well, it, it, 
you know, it would it would be bad for me. Dude, I got to feed my family. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So they would do you know, something to but, you. The the law enforcement, uh, the the higher ups would punish you in some way. Um, not necessarily. I I don't, I don't think so. But I I just think that uh, it's, I'm better off just playing it safe. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I am work for the government, man. You know how it is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm I don't know how that is. About it. I, I can imagine how that is. I've heard stories about how it is, but I would never want to find out personally how it is. So another question for you, and then we're gonna we've got to move on. But how do you feel right. about prohibition? Completely as far as alcohol, uh, prohibition in general. Uh, well, here's the thing: alcohol causes way, 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 way more problems than do drugs. So, are you a All member right. of law enforcement against prohibition? I guess a more important question is, have you heard of law enforcement against prohibition? No, I have not. And he, he, here's the other thing. You know, it's all based on people's choice, okay? You you can drink and be responsible, not kill anybody, not beat your wife. Absolutely. It's no problem, okay? But, but I mean, you got people that, that don't do that, and there's laws in place. For sure, that. sure. And I agree with you. Okay. If you hurt somebody, then, then there's a problem, and somebody that, somebody that has committed a crime against another person should be dealt with. I'd like to suggest, Jim... First of all, I really appreciate your call tonight. Feel free to call us anytime. Uh, I, I know that you, you didn't tell us what city you were in, but I know you're down there in Florida somewhere. Whenever you're listening, if you hear us talking about a law enforcement-related issue, would love to have your thoughts. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Oh, and check out Law Enforcement Against Prohibition when you get a chance. Whether you're a law enforcement officer or a family or friend of one of them, leap.cc, L-E-A-P dot C-C. Great organization. More coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's a Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 800-259-9231, though, tonight... A lot of people have had a lot to say about the traffic cameras and the various different governmental monitoring cameras that are popping up all over the place in cities around the country. And apparently even smaller uh, cities, uh, smaller, uh, largish towns and smaller cities are getting these things, too. Uh, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. You can chime in on that or, as we say, bring up whatever you want. Also, you need to know that Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which you can choose in every genre. Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download today. If you go and sign up at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, that's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. They have all kinds of uh, new releases over there at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You can get you know just about anything you see at the major bookstores on the shelves. They've got it right there. So, And you can get, it, get your first one for free. Toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. We continue taking your calls about what you want. And ladies first. So Linda is in Clearwater listening to WFLA. Hey, Linda. How are you doing? Just super. What's on your mind? Great. Well, I was just listening to the last policeman that called in and was talking about the red light issue and that he had to felt as though he had a, a, a human uh, need to evaluate each ticket and, you know, should it be given or should it just a warning be given out? And um, I want to say he sounded to me very much in earnest and that he was really, this was really a problem for him morally. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a refreshing phone call because I 
Well, I'm now 60 years old. I was born and raised in an era where it was like Andy Griffiths on, on TV. You yeah. were taught to respect the policeman and, you know, do whatever he said. Well, the police back then, the well, police. the police back then would respect you, at least some of them. I'm sure there were still some rogue cops, but, but, uh, it, it's certainly happening more these days. The Andy Griffith style police officer would, I think, more, ac- most accurately be described as a peace officer. Someone whose job it is yes. to restore the peace, to maintain the peace. Whereas what we have today is a law enforcement officer. And the mentality between the two is very different. A peace officer restoring, keeping peace. Law enforcement is enforcing law laws, no matter how asinine, no matter how arbitrary? Well, I had an asinine cop. I was a pedestrian, and an asinine cop backed up and hit me and oh, God. knocked me down to the ground. And I said, I think we need to call the police as I'm, you know, screaming in pain. And he said, go ahead. I'm a cop, too. One by, you know. And he left the uh. scene of the accident. Oh, wow. So... When the police and the uh, ambulance and all the paramedics arrived to take me to the hospital because I have knee damage now and need knee replacements to both knees because of his actions, Uh, he was originally given a a careless driving and uh, then it was a felony hit and run. Really? And, oh yeah. And uh, after I told them who he was and... You know, he had one of those vanity plates that was very easy to identify. Uh, the cops at the scene said, oh, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. And, re- and I told him, I said, you know, I'm a registered nurse. I work drug and alcohol rehab. This guy was drunk. I could see it. I oh, could my. tell by his, you know, his actions. He was drunk. And I said, I want a blood alcohol done on him. And this is where he headed, you know, and ta they knew who he was. They waited six hours to go to his home to arrest him. <laughs> and, of course, by then he had sobered up. Sure. And then the uh, Nathan Vanderhyde, our um, uh, assistant attorney, district attorney down here, decided to change his felony hit and run to a bad conduct, or excuse me, it was called conduct unbecoming of an officer. officer. What is that, like a, a violation? No, it was a slap on the wrist. Right. And, yeah. That's what I mean when I say violation. Up here, uh, there's three levels. There's felony, misdemeanor, and then violation is the lowest, basically slap on the wrist kind of thing. So it sounds to me like you. Uh, sounds to me like you have experienced the thin blue line, the uh, the brotherhood, as they call it, uh, within the ranks. I have absolutely no use for any police officer. And honest to goodness, if I needed a cop. I would take care of the situation myself because I wouldn't trust one any further than I could throw one. I don't blame you, and it's so sad that 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 this has to happen to people to uh, you know to kind of wake them up to what's going on out there. Yours isn't the oh, only yeah. story that, that that we've heard over the years. I mean, there are other stories where people have called the cops into a situation believing they're going to help out. We just told a story recently about a, a mother that called the police because her son was acting out. I guess she thought the cops were going to come and help her her son and and her with their issue, but they ended up coming and shooting the kid uh and, oh, and then there's there, there's one lady that uh called the that there was an issue where they called the police they showed up they check checked some ids she had an id that was her sister's and so they arrested her they took her down to the police station strip searched her and and just terrified yep. this uh this woman i mean i could go on forever these these uh, 
issues of police malfeasance and in so many cases, in 99% of the cases, the thin blue line closes around its ranks just like you saw happen where the six hours they waited to, to go and pick this guy up uh, they, because, they, again, they have no obligation to do anything at all. Um, so and you know, this, this happened on a Christmas Eve and I laid there in the hospital bed crying because I didn't want to have him arrested and taken away from his children on Christmas Eve. Mm. He wasn't in jail an hour and 45 minutes. I can tell you they wouldn't have given you, most likely they wouldn't have given you the same respect. They wouldn't have given you the same treatment. no way, no way. And, you know, you see them now with the tattoos on the neck and the the ear piercings and the the bleach blonde hair. I have, I don't know what has happened to this world, but as I said, and I wrote letters to to the Attorney General's office. Mm -hmm. I I even wrote to the FBI trying to get all this, you know, investigated. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to touch. They don't care. The Saint, the Saint Petersburg Police Department. Yep, they don't care because you know what? They know they're going to get your money next year anyway. Then that's exactly. that's where that's where it comes from. That's where I was talking with Jim about a few moments ago. It's like I said, Jim, you sounded like one. You sound like one of the good guys, and I know there are still some good guys out there. But when the when the police forces have these rogue cops throughout them, when they rise exactly. through the ranks, I we have talked to cops on this show, and this is probably not going to surprise you at all. But we've talked to retired police officers who were basically telling us that, and we've heard this from multiple retired police officers. They have said that the bad cops rise through the ranks, that's just the way it works, and that uh, basically these guys, the good guys, end up quitting because they're so frustrated by the fact that the bad guys are protecting the other bad guys within the force, and if they try to speak up about all the corruption, they'll be targeted personally uh, for some sort of retaliation. So the, instead of continuing to deal with this kind of a job uh, situation where they're, they're constantly under threat, uh, they just decide to quit. So basically you've got a situation that promotes the bad guys and that flushes the good guys out the door, and that's yeah. what has happened. It's just year after year, generation after generation of the uh, the yeah cops just getting worse we know of a police trainer we've met him in person who's told us that of the the uh, the recruits that he gets in to do the training he's actually quitting he's quitting doing police training because he can't stand dealing with these people anymore he gets these recruits in he says that 10 percent maximum 10% of them actually have courage. The rest of them are a bunch of sniveling, uh, sick, um, twisted cowards that just want to, you know, be the be the big badge heavy as as he calls them, the uh, the cop that's the, you know, the real tough guy that, you know, goes around hurting people or whatever. They they're in they're in the uh, the police business because they'll be able to hurt people or take advantage of oh, situations yeah. and that sort of thing. And he's so frustrated by it, he's quitting the business of uh, of training the police. So that's just kind of a little taste to give you some idea of what other people have been experiencing out there and it's just so sad i thank you for your story tonight and i i wish you good luck and i'm sorry to hear that uh, that it had to happen to you but it, it's happened to so many people and so many times the police just close around one another like she said with the uh, the district attorney just knocking it down oh it was felony hit and run now it's conduct on becoming an officer just a little, little slap on the hand uh you know uh, maybe maybe take them off the force they love to take them off the force for a week and give them a paid vacation they do that too while they investigate and then they come back and they find out that oh everything was fine with what that officer did. No problem at all. Sure, the punishment basically is the investigation. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It's like I said, they know you'll pay next year, because if you don't pay, then they'll send their men with the guns to take you from your home and throw you on the street. So they've got guaranteed customers. Why should they do anything right? 
More on the way. You take control and bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, Saturday night edition. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free. Now, if you enjoy this program, one of the ways you can help support Free Talk Live, help us get on more radio stations around the country, is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. And that will you can do that for as little as 3 bucks a month. Those other talk show hosts, they charge you for their websites, and then you get access to the features. Free Talk Live gives the features away and just says to you, hey, if you appreciate that, send us a few bucks a month. You can do that at amp.freetalklive.com, and it will get you access to a few extra bonuses like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Your three bucks a month makes a big difference for us. Are you tired of taking an antioxidant and a vitamin and uh, you know having to swallow the big old vitamin? Well, Choose for Health Superfruit Complex has a solution for you. You can try it out and get a free week by calling 800-219-8874. This, uh, this, vitamin, uh, this chewable vitamin also contains uh, goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. And these are considered to be, by many experts, some of the most nutrient-rich fruits in the world. And they're great antioxidants. It's 800-219-8874. You can get a free week trial. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. Choose for health. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. We continue taking your calls about what you want. And if we get a chance, coming up here, uh, we've also got some news about the 2010 census and how the federal government has plans to use your children. We'll explain how. Uh, but first, we go to Frank listening to WFLA in Florida. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Frank. Gentlemen, I wanted to talk about uh, red light cameras, but what sparked my interest was your previous caller and about uh, the state of uh, police service. I am a former police officer, and uh, I certainly had my issues when I was in the police academy. I was a platoon commander, and uh, I was right out of the Marine Corps at the time. And uh, needless to say, I'm not here to bash police officers because there's a lot of good ones out there, but. Uh, what they were bringing in as, as recruits was just uh, was just laughable. Can you give me an example of how it was laugh- they well, were laughable? Uh, for instance, uh, I, as I mentioned, I was a platoon commander, and, and one day uh, a female recruit came in, and she had some kind of a, a gang jacket on with some gang symbols over her uniform. And one of my jobs as platoon commander was to get them in formation and, and you know make sure that their uniform looks straight. And you know I asked her to take it off, and you know I don't have to listen to you, and you know. Oh complete disrespect and uh you know i made her do some push-ups she went to the staff about it uh i got reamed out for hurting her feelings and you know n- needless to say i wasn't <laughs> platoon commander very long after that because i resigned the position i wasn't pushing them that hard but you know i i believed in what i was doing and you know i i wasn't bringing the marine corps to the police service but uh you know, it is a quasi-military organization, and you need to be a professional. And, uh, you know, that's just just one example. Another example was, uh, you know, on, on a run, you know, some of these guys can do maybe two pull-ups. You know, maybe they couldn't run <laughs> a half a mile, and they weren't required to. Uh, wow, I didn't and, realize and, it was that bad on re- the recruiting hold on. side. Not, the police aren't required to be able to do two pull-ups? Well, you know, they're supposed to pass a, a physical fitness but i don't think uh you can you can you know keep them from getting their certificate because of it huh. you know maybe it'll hurt them getting on a job but then they'll sue for some sort of a discrimination 
uh, now, you know, instance, and, and they don't have to. And, and I'll segue that really quick okay. into just recently uh, there was a, a couple of cruises at the end of my block, and uh, I kind of keep an eye out. You know, I have small children, and I, I went, you know, my only concern is, you know, somebody selling drugs. They want to be in a domestic uh, violence situation, but uh, this heavy set officer came out, and she had to be about 270 pounds, and she was annoyed that I was asking her, you know, is there anything I needed to be concerned about? And what I was going to say was, because I'll keep an eye out for you guys, you know, if you're looking for a car or something, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the type of guy that will give you a call. And uh, she says, well, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to, to handle the <laughs> yep. situation. And, I, and I'm a small guy, but I'm pretty good in shape, and I doubt this woman could protect me if she had to. Yeah, what a, what a load of nonsense. Uh, they're, they're not there for that. That's just a convenient excuse for them to blow you off because yeah, the Supreme Court has found again and again and again that the police and any other government bureaucracy has no obligation to provide anybody with services. Even though we pay for their services, they have no obligation to actually provide them. I think it's very interesting that uh, so you decided to leave because of all of the shenanigans. It's just so yeah, it was a lot of internal politics and and you know who was who was sleeping with who and dispatch and 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 this that and the other thing and and who liked you and who didn't like you and uh, you know that's that's what it was all about. But you had mentioned something uh, earlier. Uh, when you call the police, now we have a good uh, police department uh, where I live, but. You got to understand something. If they're across town, if they're out of zone, it's going to be ten minutes. You're standing toe to toe with somebody if you need help. You know, even even with all their best intentions. Yep, you can't sure. rely on yeah. them. The cops cops are not there to protect you. No, I'm sorry to say. Squad. I mean, you know, it may say so on the side of the car, but uh, the right. only thing that's there to protect you is that nine you've got um, in the on the nightstand. I'm, I'm sorry. And, and they, exactly, and they and they really need to depend on the community and and guys like myself and and plenty of guys and girls out there who who keep a keep a lookout and are and willing to get involved and call the police when they when they see something that that you know that that doesn't look right. But I wanted to call you about the uh, police cameras. Yes, sir. Uh, in South Florida, and it just just so happens, just by coincidence, last week, and I didn't get all the details, but I, I think it's Juneau Beach, Florida, has these LED, red light cameras, and there's actually a lawsuit uh, on due process grounds. You know, it's pretty basic. I think we all learned it back in the sixth, sixth grade that you're you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. And the way the town got around it is, is they make it a violation of a of a of a city ordinance because it's, it actually contravenes Florida law. I'm an attorney now, by the way. Hmm. And, you know, certainly you said earlier, you said, what do we do about it? Uh, an enterprising attorney needs to, uh, and I don't, I don't do class action suits. At one time I did. Mm-hmm. But an enterprising attorney needs to wait till they, till they get about a $10 million revenue. Uh, I'm sure all the people that got pulled over or got tickets with these red lights, uh, I'm sure it's public record. And sure. I, would, I would blast them an email or, and say, hey, Listen, if you've been served with one of these tickets, get a class action, because the only thing these people are going to listen to is if you hit them in the pocket. It's not a bad idea at all. I thank you for the call tonight and the expertise. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. He makes an interesting point also uh, earlier about the fat cops. You see them so often. It's an inter- it would be an interesting question for you to ask the police department what their retesting policy is. 
Because it's different all over the country. I would have thought at the very least you had to be in a certain level of... Uh, to get in? To get in. No, I was shocked it, by that, it too. It must be true in some departments and not others. That's what I'm saying here. There are various different policies. So if you see fat cops on your uh, your local uh, police squad, ask them. You know, talk to the, the, uh, the, the police chief and ask them what the retesting policy is. Because in a lot of departments, there is absolutely no retesting requirement. Like, it's a completely optional thing. So basically, if there was some sort of test they had to pass has to get on, they could then just start shoveling their uh, face full of donuts for the rest of their entire career in a lot of departments and never once have to go and do, you know, run a, a hundred meter, a hundred meters or a mile or pull, do any pull-ups or any sort of physical testing. There are a lot of departments where it's just, hey, once you're in, it's easy street. Uh, we continue here taking your calls. Gray Wolf is also listening to WFLA in Florida. Gray Wolf, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? How you doing? Just super. What's on your mind, Gray Wolf? Show tonight. Thank you. Uh, talking about the uh, cameras, I had two things I wanted to mention: the All cameras, right. and then I'll get to my second one. Down in Tampa, I, I'm originally from Tampa, Ebor City. You know they got cameras every place there on Seventh Avenue when they open up Ebor City at yep. night. and they had the the, the facial recognition software that did not work, and they found that it was a complete waste of money. Oh my God! They they went. It was so expensive; it wasn't funny. Uh, but they have cameras down there every place. Wow! Especially downtown. And is it is it making things safer? Are are people now safe in Ebor City? No, see, there wasn't any traffic there. Walking traffic. You can't even ride a bike in there at night. Yeah. Those cameras only they only really use them for night because during the day it's just people shopping and stuff. Gotcha. When Great they wolf. open up the party time, it's all nothing but. Uh, they, they close the street off. You can't get in town with a car or anything. Get to your second point, Gray Wolf. We're short on time. Okay. The second point was last week, you know, when I was telling you, I said, when they come in here and try to take my guns, I got something for them. And you said, well, you started talking about you don't believe in the violence. Yeah, what do you have? I'm not, I'm not a violent person either, but that's my protection. That's my cop. I got cops in my, my house. You know, I got nines and I got other stuff. Mm-hmm. And and when, when the government's getting too big and too powerful, they're expanding all the time. And I've been worried about them trying to come in and take my ammunition and my guns. And if they do, they're going to have to kill me to get them because I'm going to kill some of them when they try to come in my my place. Gray Wolf, I can't say I'd blame you. I thank you for the call tonight. I think that uh, the the best way to go about. Uh if the government's getting too big and too intrusive is to have mass civil disobedience, but I don't blame people like Grey Wolf for saying those things. I once said those. I things like too. the idea of filming things so that other people can see them and people can get outraged rather than uh, looking like the lone nut going out like yeah. a um, going out like Jesse James. But our I three understand. is coming up. If you're on the lines, we'll get to you. It's Free Talk Live. Anything goes. Hey, podcasters! FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that. Fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on Free Inspection and Estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Going right back into your phone calls, we go first. Joe in Tallahassee, listening to WFLA-FM. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hey, Joe. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I've been listening to this stoplight issue or red light issue in the stop line, and I'd like to bring up the idea that the stop line might actually be the real problem and that it's placement. What do you mean? Well, uh, mine's not a stopping issue, but about a year ago I found that uh, I had a problem at the stop line um, actually being sure the intersection was clear, so I had to roll forward about a foot past the line to make sure it was clear. Hmm. And I brought this issue up uh, with uh, some people a year or so ago, and I had a trucker tell me that the stop line is actually that far back so they can have the benefit at the intersection. So the truck drivers can? Right. How? I, I, don't, I don't know that for a positive, but that's what the truck driver told me is we're mo- we moved you back. So I guess I guess they have the benefit of being able to turn into that intersection. So Sometimes. you might want to uh, check on that end. So sometimes uh, when truckers make those well, like wide rights or whatever, the, um, the, or the lefts, um, that's the reason that people are back so far so that they can get into the lanes? True. And, and I don't know if you find that same, I don't, I don't know, in your state, but I know in Florida, I found that, um, like I say, the stop line just seems like it's a little too far back for the intersection. Hmm. It's been a long anyway, time. That's an idea. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been down in Florida in three years, so I don't recall what it was like. But uh, I, th- I thank you for the input tonight. Anything else on your mind? Uh, not a thing. Enjoying the show. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you being out there. Uh, I've certainly Mark. been in that instance where generally you're in the left-hand turn lane, and uh, the the truckers make turning into uh, you know the heading the opposite direction, so they're turning left from your right-hand side, and it looks like they're going to roll right over the top of you. Mm. So I, I can see why that would be a, a good instance. And if you have somebody behind you, it's not like you can back up. So then you've got this real issue as to how does this trucker get turned left through here so i can kind of see that let's continue frank in new york you're on free talk live hello frank uh good evening uh yeah it was i was thinking back to uh when you were mentioning about the police being overweight and things about yes, 10 years ago they uh, uh did a profile of the most overweight police in the whole country <laughs> in pittsburgh pennsylvania's Police officers were the heaviest and most overweight. Wow. And what was interesting, at the same time, uh, the Pittsburgh police force had uh, a problem regarding the enforcement of civil rights, so they had a Justice Department consent decree that was sort of forced on the police department in 1997 through about... I think it was five years before they. What is a them. what is a consent decree? What is that? Well, apparently it meant that the the uh, Justice Department had to supervise the police department because they had such a, a history of violating the law and the civil rights of individuals and things. Hmm. So, in a sense, it was sort of like the Big Brother sort of supervising the uh, local police. But there was a restaurant in Oakland near the University of Pittsburgh called the Original Hot Dog Shop, and at the Original Hot Dog Shop, they had some of the very best hot dogs in the world. However, they were very expensive. But all of the Pittsburgh police officers could eat as many hot dogs free as they wanted. So at any time you'd be down there getting, you know, whether it was lunchtime, 
nine at night, you know, at the university, uh, going over to get a hot dog. You'd see, you know, always, every five minutes, lots of police officers going in. But <laughs> it was the consumer that subsidized that because sure. they were like three, four dollars. They were very good, but they were very expensive. And what was interesting, you know, for years, uh, police officers could get the free hot dogs there. And it really was sort of, uh, if you ever needed a police officer, there was a crime. Go to the hot it dog was stand. quicker to go to the original to, you know, get the... Uh... <laughs> but enough said about that. Great call tonight, Needless Frank. Needless to say, the city police department, at least uh, uh, since the consent decree is over, I guess things are good, but... Oh, I don't know about that. You don't live there. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Things don't get, things don't get good with uh, big police departments like that. I mean, if you've got a smaller police department, there's still going to be corruption. There's still going to be bad apples. But at least you know who they are. When you're dealing with, uh, like here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this program, there's no more than 50 people that work for the entire department. Uh, about 30 of them are police officers. The rest are, you know, secretaries and functionaries. And that sort of thing, administrators. Uh, but, but in, in Pittsburgh, you're talking about a, probably hundreds of officers. You, you'll see one officer and maybe never see them again your entire life. I mean, there's so many of them. How do you keep tabs on them all? How do you uh, how do you keep them under control? It's just it, it's got to be awful um, at, at that kind of level. It really does. And I don't believe it would have just gotten better. But I think it was interesting. Uh, what what he brought up was this uh, this thing that you'll see happening a lot with with cops is that they get freebies uh, from businesses around town. Now the business has a, an, an interest, right? I mean, the business believes that if they're like a fast food place that's open late, if they have the cops coming by to get food, I remember it used to happen at Taco Bell down in Florida. They would give the cops essentially free food when they would they you know come through the drive through. And it makes sense from the business perspective because they're, they've got a cop around and they feel like that's going to keep them safe from any sort of robberies or shenanigans going on with teenagers or whatever. That, that I understand. But I was shocked when I was talking to some of the police here in Keene and they told me that they don't accept gratuities. That, Absolutely not. That they uh, they go to – that he – one of the, the lieutenants and his uh, police chief were out at a McDonald's in, in Massachusetts, and they had tried to uh, – you know, they were just going to get some food, and the McDonald's register person said, oh, you know, it's on the house. And they said they refused to allow that to happen, even though it wasn't even happening in their own town. Uh, they refused to allow that guy to uh, to give them the free food, and they insisted on paying for it. And I have to say, that's a police policy I can 100% agree with. I think that makes sense. Uh, it's it's a good thing to do. It, it doesn't play favorites. It it, it 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 keeps the police from getting that at least in that instance in that one way from getting that big head of well we're the police and we're better than everyone else. Look we get free food and look how people treat us. They if they're insisting on being treated like other people, I think that helps them keep their egos in check. I think that's a valuable policy. And I don't know how many and how many departments that policy exists. I don't think it's very many. I wouldn't imagine. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to Alex in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Alex. Hey guys. So hey. I made the trip to uh, New Hampshire from New Jersey. So this is originally Alex in New Jersey. Wow! Congratulations, and you've uh, you've come up here for college. You're uh, you're a Free State Project member. Uh, how was it? Was the trip uh, smooth? Well, it was very smooth driving, but uh, when the topic of Obama got up and started in the conversation with my mom and dad, it wasn't Uh-oh. too good. But uh, but uh, we, we were talking about the guns, and my dad said that while I'm in New Hampshire, uh, I'm not allowed to get a gun, which is 
uh, kind of saddening, but I guess I'm not allowed to have it on campus anyway, so it's probably not too bad. Now, for our listeners that don't know, you've been calling the show for a, you know a number of years. You've had issues with uh, your parents. Uh, they they don't really appreciate the pro liberty viewpoint that you've uh, adopted for yourself. You managed to talk them into uh, sending you to college here in New Hampshire, so you could be uh, you're a participant in the Free State Project, which we'll talk about the Free State Project here in uh, in a moment. But you finally have uh, have made the move up but one of the things that was happening was it sounded like your dad was going to kind of control some of the things about your life in return for you getting the money for college which is fine it's his money and he can you know, put whatever terms he wants on it so one of the terms is obviously no guns uh was there was there some other things that have been laid out there for you to uh obey well, well we were talking about, I, I i specifically said that i like to be independent i you know i don't want to rely on them for anything and he uh, he asked me what the rush was why i want to be so independent and he <laughs> said well is a gun the only reason why you want to be so independent like what what else do you want to do that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do with us and i just kind of blew off that question i didn't really answer it because you know <laughs> so i mean I don't think that there are uh, any other stipulations. I mean, I, from what I, end, I I don't think that the university is going to try and uh, call them and tell them anything that I do unless I get arrested. But from what from what I understand, the the police will randomly search students' bags oh dear. Um, and, uh, on party nights, especially. Well, and you can say no I'm to that. Thinking, you, you can stay. Well, so you can. Well, say- I don't know. Well, I'm a big advocate of private property rights, and because of that, I I mean, I know the university is sort of like public property, but as a student, I I kind of feel the need to obey the rules because I'm voluntarily going here. I would be you know very I mean? cautious about that, uh, and I think it's just the, one thing to say, Alex. Yeah, no. th- yeah, I would no, say no look. to that, and unless you've very explicitly agreed to on some sort of terms. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're actually going to do a giveaway here at some point this hour. And we haven't decided yet how we're going to do that. So stay tuned for details because we can do it different ways. We can do it email. We can do phone calls. So we'll let you know. But that's coming up. 800-259-9231 is our call-in number. You can bring up anything. The point of the show is that in that you can take control of the airwaves, as we like to call it. want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can find our Facebook page, actually. You can become a fan there at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's Facebook. Dot freetalklive.com and I think my Facebook account is um, I think they've done something to it Mark I, I was explaining the other night that they t- they gave me a warning because I was sending too many emails too fast I was pasting uh, emails on there and they said whoa you're going too fast most of our users don't go this fast so you need to slow down and uh, now I can't send emails uh, to people that are sending me friend requests anymore to tell them why I'm not going to accept their friend requests so don't send me a friend request. Go to the Free Talk Live Facebook page and go to face that's facebook.freetalklive.com. You can get in there no problem. Uh, if you send me a friend request, I'm probably going to ignore it unless I actually know who you are. So facebook.freetalklive.com, that's the way to get connected with Free Talk Live on Facebook. Uh, by the way, we were just talking with Alex, who is now in New Hampshire, has moved up here as part of the Free State Project. He's going to school in New Hampshire. He moved up from New Jersey, which is a, a good move, by the way. New Jersey, yuck. Uh, but he moved up as part of the Free State Project, and I said we'd tell you a little bit more about that. Essentially, it's a movement designed to get as many liberty-minded people 
all in the same geographic area as possible. Now, that geographic area was chosen as New Hampshire. That was a few years back. Uh, the first 20, uh, about 2,500 people voted on that. The first 5,000 members, about 2,500 of them voted. New Hampshire was chosen overwhelmingly. And since then, the, moves, uh, the move has begun. Hundreds of people have made the move already. Thousands more have pledged to move. And we need more. Uh, we need more people here getting active for freedom because fact is, where you live, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I know that where I live down in Florida, down in Sarasota, where I was born and raised, there wasn't much of a liber- liberty movement to speak of, and anything that there was was pretty much started by me. So I've moved up here. Mark, you came up here uh, with me. One of our other great activist friends, a couple of other activist friends from uh, down there have moved up here. So some of the best activists in the world, around the country, are moving here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and it's really starting to get exciting up here. Head over to freestateproject.org to learn more about the, uh, the program and get involved. That's Free State org. As we continue taking your phone calls, we go to Scott the Bigot, listening to WKBK. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, good evening, uh, Ian and Mark. How are you? Well, Just sir. Super, Scott. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'd like to explain to you uh, how we have a Zionist-occupied government. Boy, what's new? It's do you ever important. call about anything else besides no, hating this, people? This, this has to do with your libertarian movement. Oh, does you, it? You, you're worried about government infringing on you. And I'm going to explain to you what your greatest threat is. I'm waiting with bated breath. Right. You, first of all, there's eight components. You have the American Israel Public Affairs Committee that has taken over U.S. foreign policy. That's why we were attacked on 9-11. I don't know if I can make it to number eight. I mean, and this is that, that's number one, why we one. were attacked on 9-11 and why uh, we're fighting Jews, in Iraq right. and Afghanistan. Let's see. Is, do you think, let's predict, Mark, are all eight of the components going to be the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, Jews, would, Jews, Jews, Jews? The second component is that you have Goldman Sachs, and you have the Federal Reserve System. Now, I know you've discussed the Federal Reserve System in the past. That was formed by Paul Warburg in 1913. And in the you know U.S. currency. I, can't, I just can't handle this, man. So you want to go through eight two. of these things? I already know what you're going to say. Jews but, but, are controlling but, but, the Scott, world. They're Scott, evil. This, this, I, look, is what you're, this is what you're defending yourself against, General. Scott, I'm not defen- government is too big and too intrusive in all 150 nations or whatever they are, 180 nations around the world. And the Jews aren't everywhere lurking around every corner in every country. Um, so, I mean, what's your, what, what, what's your uh, you know, proposal to that? Why is it that government is big and intrusive everywhere? Government is big and intrusive everywhere because it, it, it or around the world or just in the United States. It, around the world, I said 180 something nations. I can't answer that. I could just talk about America. But, well, but, I, I can, but I can you're, tell you you're telling me it's the Jews that are making the government big, intrusive, and no, terrible I, here I'm in America. Telling, I'm but, telling you that our freedoms are being eroded, and there's and there's certain causes here. Uh, We have a new world order that people aren't aware of in the United States. Freedoms are being eroded, Scott. There's there's no doubt about that. On that much, I will agree with you. But the freedoms are being eroded by people who are individuals, and they are from different uh, ethnic backgrounds. They some are, of them are black, some, some of them are, are white, some, some of them are, are Jewish, and right. some of them are Mexican. They're individuals who have a lust and a thirst for control over their fellow man. It does not matter uh, where they come from. They are from all over the place. And you, you, you refuse 
to acknowledge that people are individuals and you insist on putting people into groups and that is where your biggest problem comes in you're you're that's the definition of a bigot is that you're looking at people based on groups and you refuse to look at them based on their individuals uh, individuality there's a, there's a conspiracy going on in the united states and this is the conspiracy this is what's going on you've got this 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 for example, gun laws. Look at gun laws. The government is taking away our guns. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, the, in the, is an associate justice of the Supreme Court. She has been pushing like crazy to get all gun laws taken out of the hands of gun owners. This is, this is a known trick of what, of, of what our Zionist-occupied government wants to do. They want to so, eliminate um, guns. This, Scott, before you go on, I'm, I'm wondering, are Jews born genetically evil, or do they grow up being taught evil things? I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm going to answer your question. They're born that way. There's, remember this: there's a Jewish <laughs> mind and a, and a Gentile mind. Okay. A Jewish you, mind, a Gentile but, but Scott, will rob a bank. Jew, will what? rob a bank, but a Jew will use a ledger and cheat and swindle a bill, trillion you dollars so from the sick. government. You are Scott, so sick. You are so twisted. But Scott, the Jews genetically are really no different. Especially Ashkenazi Jews are really no different than you and I. The I mean, Jews, they're the same. How do you feel about Hitler, Scott? How do you feel about Hitler? Hitler wanted to save the Aryan white Christian race from the onslaught of Jewish Bolshevism. And that Bolshevism, or communism, emanated from Jewish control of the Supreme Soviet. Karl Marx was a Jew. So how do you feel Leon about how do you feel about I mean how do you feel about his uh, his approach, you know, putting people in ovens, gas chambers, uh, you know, bullets to the head, killing that children? Never, the, the, the gentleman, the, the, the so-called Holocaust is nothing more than Jewish propaganda. Of course you you're a denier. Into that one, of right? course you're a denier. Well, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I just wanted to absolutely right. be positive here. Can I just say so, one thing? So the Holocaust is propaganda. So you're saying that uh, millions of people weren't m- murdered by the, the German troops? and According to the Red Cross documents in World War II, approximately 270,000 Jews were liquidated in World War II. Liquidated. Far, That's a nice term. Far from the six million. Liquidated. Two hundred and I don't care what the numbers are, Scott. It doesn't matter to me what the numbers are. If it's one person that was liquidated, I have a problem. If it's two hundred thousand, if it's two million, I have two hundred thousand problems or two million problems because that's sick. You're twisted. Would you want to bring that back, Scott? You want to bring back more liquidation? I'd like to just give you an idea. National socialism was merely a defense mechanism against international Jewish communism. How how could a Hitler have risen to power if Jews are behind all of the, uh, you know, the the political moves around the world? I mean, that's what you've said before. You said that Jews Jews control control everything. Right, you said the Jews control everything. So how did Hitler get to power in the first place? He must have some Jewish masters behind the the, the scenes, right? Right, Scott? Take it easy. 800-259-9231. Actually, I guess I'd rather you take it hard. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything in this, the Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include live streams. We have a broadband version, a dial-up version, even a webcam. All free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Dot com as we continue taking your calls about anything. Bob is listening to WCER in Canton, Ohio. Bob, you're hey. on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, thank you. God bless. Hey, I'd like to talk to the Scots and out there in the world. Please. Uh, I'm Bob, two-tour Vietnam veteran. You know, when I came home a uh, long, long time ago, I, I had resentments and anger towards Vietnamese, Cambodians, and Laotians, okay? I'll mm-hmm. bet. And uh, I, I had to deal with that. You know, I want to make make a suggestion to the Scots out there. You've got a hold, stranglehold on resentments, anger, and rage. Okay, Scott? And, and I want you to get on a spiritual journey, okay? Instead of sucking up all the news and all the information and being overloaded, information fatigue, and just going into a fit of rage, okay? And directing it towards Jews or Christians or Muslims or or uh, Take your pick. Yeah. Or, or whatever, black or white. I'm a Scottish guy, okay? And, and instead of directing that anger and rage and, and resentments against uh, individuals, uh, whether they're Mexican or German or Polish or, or Swedish or, or whether they're Hindus or what, get a handle on that rage and get on us spiritual journey. How did you get there? I mean, you say that you came back, uh, obviously you'd been subject to all the propaganda, uh, the name-calling, gooks, this and that. How did you end up getting on your, I presume, spiritual journey? Well, I, I, I got out there and I started drinking and bartending, okay, and, and partying with the rest of the hippies, okay? And, and I didn't get on a spiritual journey because I was brought up a Catholic and I resented the Catholic Church, and I hated the government when I came back for a number of reasons you don't have time to get into, and I want to keep this concise sure. and short. So, you know, I, I went out there and did my own thing, got into restaurant management and a number of other occupations, truck driver. You know, I listened to the guy talking about the short line. That's keep a truck driver from running over your wife and kid when he comes around the corner and eating him up with his back wheels on that 18-wheeler, Okay back to the driving episode down in Florida and where the stop lines are. But I want to talk to the the, the fellows out there, the Scots, because, you know, I'm an older man in my 60s, you know, and, I, and, and what's important in your life, Scott, is self-control, prudence, okay, and a little fortitude and prudence and, and sit back and get on a spiritual journey. Now, I'm a born-again Christian. Get your head into the Word of God that New and Everlasting Testament. You draw closer to God and Jesus Christ, you'll, you will get on a spiritual journey that will take you and reveal to you truths that you need to hold on to in life what? so you, you don't lose your life and, and, and your spiritualness. Whatever it and, takes, you know, I don't, whether it's yeah, a that's, Jesus that's thing or not, I, mean, I'm a, I consider myself on a spiritual journey, and I'm no, longer, I, I'm no longer a Christian. I moved from being a Christian to an atheist to a, now a pantheist today. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that uh, he, he's just lost in a, a world of hate, and everything that he sees, you know, it's this... Uh, 
uh, there's this mental process. Is it cognitive dissonance? I, I think I may, might be forgetting here, Mark, where you're shutting out all of the other evidence that could prove you wrong, basically. You, That's confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. Thank yeah. you. I sometimes confuse the two. And I thank you for the call tonight, Bob. Hey. Appreciate hearing from you. Confirmation bias. So you, you're seeing all these things that confirm your, your sick, twisted worldview, and you're ignoring everything else. You know, I just saw... Well, um, people do that, whether they have a sick, twisted worldview or just a regular worldview. That's true. Um, but he's everybody's sick. doing it. But I was I was just watching recently for the second time uh, American History X. Have you seen this movie, Mark? You know, I don't think so. It's fine, fine film. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's got uh, Edward Norton in it, and it's about. Uh, it's also got the kid from Terminator Two, uh, Edward I... Furlong, and it's got uh, it's about these uh, skinheads. In, I think it's out in California. These uh, you know, this gang of skinheads. One of them gets robbed by a couple of black guys, and of course he's a skinhead, so he hates black people and and hates Jews too. Uh, and he comes out and he shoots uh, these two guys that are stealing something out of his truck. And of course there had been conflicts between their gangs before in the past, and so he he kills these guys, and uh, he goes to jail. And in jail he ends up having to fold laundry. I don't know if I should give away, you know. If you if you haven't seen American History X, you don't want to hear an important portion. You know, tune out. But uh, he's folding laundry with a black guy, so he's been assigned to one of those you know jail jobs. And in the in the you know initial stages, he certainly doesn't want to be there doing that with this guy because he's a racist. But over time, the barriers begin breaking down, and uh, he finds that he discovers that they have a whole lot more in common than he ever might have imagined. You know, they're both uh, big sports fans, and you know, there's one scene where where he starts to laugh. You know, the the black guy says something funny, and uh, Edward Norton starts laughing, and that, that's like the moment where you can see that things have really started to change for this guy. Mm-hmm. He's had that person personal experience with one of the people that he's been trained to hate. He's been told all of his life that, oh, black people are bad because of this and that and this and that, or Jewish people are bad because of this and that and this and that. And he's uh, been so used to painting people with the same broad brush and putting them into those groups, that all of a sudden he's had an ex- finally had an experience with one of them uh, that, sh- that proved to him that he has been wrong this entire time, that it wasn't right for him to be putting people in groups in that way. And when he gets out, he's you know basically a changed man. And then there's the rest of the movie, and it's got a shocking ending, which I certainly won't reveal for you. Uh, but definitely go and uh, and take a look at that film if you haven't seen it. It's a real powerful movie, American History X. You know, it's just such a simple way of living life to say, I know that those people are bad because of the amount of melanin in their skin or where it is that they came from or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, really? You think it's that easy to figure out how why people are bad? Uh, really? And have you ever met any black people? Have you ever met any Jewish people? If you're one of those folks that hates uh, those groups, or have you ever met any Chinese uh, people? I mean, do you have any real experience, or are you just going on what Daddy told you? Because Daddy told you that, you know, the Jews were bad, or whatever. I, I mean, I wonder how many of these people have actually had experience, significant level, a significant level of experience with the, the types of people that they hate. I don't know. And, you know, it seems to me so wrong to just lump people together and say, uh, you know, make some kind of statement about that group of people. Oh, black people are lazy or, uh, you know, Mexican people are dirty or whatever, whatever the terminology is. It's just not, you know, it's a generalization. Here's the only, here's the only generalization you can count on. Generalizations are always false. And that people are different. Let's go to your calls about what you want. Michael is listening to WXNT in Indy. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, not much. Uh, yeah, I was calling in response to like, uh, Scott the Beggin. I was listening to him over the past few days and going on and making up a lot 
about all this crap about the Jews and crap. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he mentioned like the protocols of learned elder design uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he mentioned that? it. He did mention that. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know those? Did you know those actually uh, plagiarized from a pair, uh, from a satire of Napoleon the Third? Yeah, I've heard that it was um, in fact a you know a, a falsified document, but I you um, know trying to yeah, get. I've got the article on, uh, on Wikipedia right now. Right, understood. But trying to explain that to somebody on the radio and then convert them is—I I figured that wasn't the way to go with it. Plus, I didn't know the facts. Uh, Scott's you know, not going to. Scott is right. not going to be converted. Scott is. Uh, Scott's really all we nothing use, more than all we foil. Use Scott for uh, yeah, as a foil to show other people how foolish you look by saying black people or Jewish people or whomever is bad and or terrible. women are bad or whatever. Brown-haired people are bad, whatever. That's all Scott is good for. And I wish there was a chance to turn somebody like that. Around, I don't know what it would take. I mean, it would take some sort of personal, eye-opening experience, like what happened to uh, Edward Norton in the uh, the film American History X. It would take some sort of personal experience that he was subjected to that would just shock him to his core. And there's oh, nothing right. we I... could say that would bring Scott around. You know, and I think that some of uh, some of the racism out there is is like integrated into society to the point where that like it's okay. I was in Sarasota, Florida, going to a movie with my uh, best friend uh, who happens uh-huh. to be somewhat blackish. Um, and... Tell the rest of the story in a moment, Michael. Uh, any other thoughts uh, for us? Uh, no, no, I don't know. Glad you're out there. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the call tonight. One more segment remains. We'll do our best to get you on if you make the call right now. Mark, mark it. Tell that story when we come back. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. Bring up whatever you want. Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. We will jump right back into the calls here in a moment. And we'll do a giveaway here sometime within this segment before the show is over. But, Mark, you had a story you wanted to tell, so I want to make sure you get that out quickly before we continue. Uh, Just just very briefly, I I was just saying that... uh, you know, it it seems like racism is, uh, is sort of caught up in the culture so deeply that uh, in some areas it's accepted. I was out with a friend of mine who, uh, you know, is partially black, and he was addressed by a, a man that was certainly much darker than him. Um, and in in the fashion of using, you know, my in, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You heard this terminology? Yes. And it was sort of a camaraderie thing that the guy was doing, and my friend didn't say anything about it. And I, it, it didn't seem like my place to jump in and say, hey, please don't call my friend an N, um, although that's what I really wanted to do. And I admittedly had a hotter temper when I was younger than I do now. So I just talked to my friend about it later, and he's like, eh, well, whatever. And he's never really had any issues about race at all. He's very good about it. But I, you know, it just you know, why do that? If, if you don't want somebody to call you that, don't call somebody else that, you know? Makes sense to me. Let's continue with your phone calls and go to Dave, listening to WFTL in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind, Dave? Well, you know, I uh, turned in for the first time tonight, driving around, and um, thought the show was pretty interesting, and prompted me to call because I uh, heard a police officer um, call in before regarding the red light cameras and stuff, and mm-hmm. he sounded like you know, somebody that uh, really had it together, you know, um, and, 
you know, I was former military as well, and, um, you know, um, he kind of hit home a little bit as far as, uh, you know, not being uh, really somebody that, um, you know, could really make a career out of law enforcement just because, you know, just kind of like in the military, there's too many politics and, you know, a bunch of, bunch of guys that, uh, I don't know, probably should probably should have picked a different career path, but um, it, it's uh, caused me to call in regarding uh, one of the agencies down here in South Florida who um, has been under investigation for um, step abuse. Has been uh, under investigation for what? For for uh, steroids. Oh, okay. And basically, um, it was brought to light that about 16 of these uh, officers uh, were were recently under investigation, and it was apparently it was it was sitting in uh, you know in the. I guess, you know, just kind of dormant until apparently a sergeant who was about to be transferred uh, kind of started making some waves about it. And uh, I guess the, the uh, state attorney or what have you uh, decided to pick up the investigation. And uh, well, long story short, they, they're basically saying that uh, it's okay for these uh, officers to, to use steroids because... <laughs> Uh, they were prescribed by a physician, and really? so exactly, yeah. And uh, so you know, I just think what it's happened little, to the sergeant, by the way, the one that uh, was the whistleblower. Honestly, uh, you know what? I, I can't tell you because that guy's got what... some cojones uh, to go up against sixteen roid raging uh, cops and uh, you know, uh, essentially out them to the uppers to the to the public. Uh, and let the you know, let it be known what's going on. That's a risky situation. And and you heard that guy that was on earlier, Jim, the the cop, really nice guy, seemed like a straight edge, uh, good cop. Uh, he he said he didn't even want to talk about how he didn't agree with the red light cameras because he was so intimidated by what uh, the the administrators might do to him. So it it's a real rare cop that will actually take the uh, the step of informing on his fellow officers because once you do that. You are on the outs. I mean, they will do everything to uh, to get back at There's you. There's no evidence that roid rage exists that has not been studied medically. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, you know, s- certainly anecdotal evidence uh, that roid, ra- roid rage exists. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the story and appreciate hearing from you. Uh, coming up, we're gonna you're going to need this number, so jot it down, 603-435-1105, 603-435-1105. And we're going to give you a uh, tote sack. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it, and then we'll give it to you. Not going to give it to you right now. Uh, but coming up here within the next few minutes. But have you ever wished you didn't have to, you know, push uh, the shopping cart all the way back to the store? Or worse, when you have to make so many trips to get your groceries out of the back of the car into the house? Totasac is your solution. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. It's basically a handle made of 100% recycled material. And I've been using it here uh, at the house and we've gone shopping. It's a, a brilliant handle that allows you to put multiple, multiple uh, grocery bags or whatever else will fit on the handle uh, on this handle and then easily carry more bags than you would have otherwise have been able to carry by looping all the bags over your hand. It's a, such a simple tool and so brilliant at the same time. And we're going to give you a two-pack of the Tota Sacks so you can give it a try for yourself. We're going to do it here in a few minutes, but I want to give you the number first. It's 603-435-1105. 
Um, we'll tell you what caller you'll be here in a moment. But T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com to learn more about it. Totasac can carry more than you can, a lot more. We continue with your phone calls. Dale is in Tallahassee listening to WFLA-FM. Hello, Dale. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, greetings. Good, uh, good evening, Free Talk. Hey, Dale. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, again, uh, one of your uh, hosts, I, 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 I don't know his name, but he says he's not, I guess, Christian or religious. But I have, uh, in my journeys, I'm 53, and I'm dealing with uh, paralysis from my waist down. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my journeys, um, the five pentacle religions, be it, be, it, be it Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, uh, have some p- uh, pieces of the puzzle that that true seeker of, uh, I guess, higher states of consciousness or higher knowledge will be led to those um, those. Uh, t- especially those five, again, pentacle religions. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's good information uh, within all of those religions, and I think there's also some some bad info as well, and I think you're right about that. And if I gave the impression that I wasn't religious, that may not be correct. I'm not organized religious in that I don't b- belong to a uh, a church overtly necessarily, but I do, uh, I, I do consider myself a pantheist, which... That is essentially a religious viewpoint. So technically, I, I suppose I am religious these I'm days. I'm a Quaker, and I go to meeting pretty much every week. Okay, well, the, what I really want, uh, want to put forth to, to your listeners, in the uh, Holy, I guess, Judeo-Christian Bible, it does mention uh, dark energy in the form of this person that had, they say had no mother, no father, no beginning, no ending. It's, uh, they mispronunciate the word Melchizedek, but it's really Melchi. Zedek and male is short for melanic, which means black, uh, very dark, and C-H-I-T is spirit, a life force. From darkness uh, came light, and then when you break, break down light into the seven colors of the rainbow, which correspond with seven so-called energy vortexes of the body called chakras, chakra points, it's all about learning how to, to master uh, um, Raise your electromagnetic vibratory rate to the point where your consciousness and uh, your so-called spirit energy or the, your life force will be uh, greatly expanded. Wow, you sound a lot more advanced than me. Uh, I don't know much about all that. I'm still trying to get the whole basics of uh, meditation down, but uh, I certainly appreciate that. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, I just thank you for uh, the program and this very nice program. I thank you for uh, letting me share. Thank you, Dale, for uh, taking the time to call in. Always appreciate hearing from anybody that has something to say. That's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. What's th- do you know much about the chakras and all that, Mark? Is that a, That's not a Quaker thing, right? No, it's no. not. I, 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 that's I, New Age, right? Is that New Age? I, I'm sure it's taken from one of these Hindu kind of uh, you know religions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've met people that really, really think it's great, and it all seems very fine to me. Most of the religions I've dabbled in have all, uh, you know, been great. As far as I'm concerned, as long as you don't hate people, you don't advocate, uh, you know, forcing your religion down people's throat, I think whatever you got to do is fine there. So, uh, so the Tota Sack, uh, we're going to go ahead and do this giveaway. What do you think, Mark? Tenth uh, caller? Keep it simple. I, it's, it seems like too many to me, but okay. Yeah, okay. Ten's fine. Ten. Uh, 603-435-1105. 
Uh, we will take your calls. Uh, we'll take the tenth caller. We're going to give you a two pack of the Totasack. T O T A S A K dot com. If you don't win, go ahead and order yourself a pair. You won't regret it. It'll make it real easy for you to uh, to bring groceries into your house, and who knows what else you can fit on that thing. Uh, you said that people use it in the the dairy farms as uh, what to carry milk pails or something like that. Uh, well, those five gallon buckets. You know how the little handle will always break off on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put actually two of them on one of these if if you uh, so chose to do. But um, they, you know, you can carry them that way, and, and it, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. I am they a don't s- dig into your hand that way. satisfied Totasank user. Hey, it's been Free Talk Live. Benny and Mark uh, will be back Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy, safe, and fun rest of your weekend. Tenth caller at 603-435-1105 wins the Totasank two-pack. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.